Hello, this is Pastor Nick Hood, and today I'd like to read for you from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, 2 Kings chapters 6 and 7. These are a compilation of stories about the prophet Elisha. It shows us uh, his power. It shows us the unique connection that Elisha has with God, but it also gives us uh, multiple examples of the compassion of Elisha. I'd like you to uh, just join with me now as we begin in this reading. Now the company of prophets said to Elisha, As you see, the place where we live under your charge is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan and let us collect logs there, one for each of us, and build a place there for us to live. He answered, Do so. Then one of them said, Please, come with your servants. And he answered, I will. So he went with them. When they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was felling a log, his axe hid, fell into the water. He cried out, Alas, master, it was borrowed. Then the man of God said, Where did it fall? When he showed him the place, he cut off a stick and threw it in there and made the iron float. He said, Pick it up. So he reached out his hand and took it. Once, when the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he took counsel with his officers. He said, At such and such a place shall be my camp. But the man of God sent word to the king of Israel. Take care not to pass this place, because the Arameans are going down there. The king of Israel sent word to the place of which the man of God spoke. More than once or twice he warned such a place, so that it was on the alert. The mind of the king of Aram was greatly perturbed because of this. He called his officers and said to them, Now tell me who among us sides with the king of Israel? Then one of his officers said, No one, my lord king, it is Elisha, the prophet in Israel, who tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedchamber. He said, Go and find where he is. I will send and seize him. He was told, He is in Dotham. So he sent horses and chariots there and a great army. They came by night and surrounded the city. When an attendant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. His servant said, Alas, master, what shall we do? He replied, Do not be afraid, for there are more with us than there are with them. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the servant, and he saw. The mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. When the Arameans came down against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, please, with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Elisha said to them, This is not the way, and this is not the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. And he led them to Samaria. 
As soon as they entered Samaria, Elisha said, O Lord, open the eyes of these men, so that they may see. The Lord opened their eyes, and they saw that they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, Father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? He answered, No. Did you capture with your sword and your bow those whom you want to kill? Set food and water before them, so that they may eat and drink, and let them go to their master. So he prepared for them a great feast. After they ate and drank, he sent them on their way, and they went to their master. And the Arameans no longer came raiding into the land of Israel. Sometime later, King Ben-Hadad of Aram mustered his entire army. He marched against Samaria and laid siege to it. As the siege continued, famine in Samaria became so great that a donkey's head was sold for eighty shekels of silver and one-fourth of a cab of, a doves, of dove's dung for five shekels of silver. Now as the king of Israel was walking on the city wall, a woman cried out to him, Help, my lord king. He said, No, let the lord help you. How can I help you? from the threshing floor or from the wine press? But the king asked her, What is your complaint? She answered, This woman said to me, Give up your son. We will eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we cooked my son and ate him. The next day I said to her, Give up your son, and we will eat him. But she has hidden her son. When the king heard these, the words of the woman, he tore his clothes. Now since he was walking on the city wall, the people could see that he had sackcloth on his body underneath. And he said, So may God do to me and more if the head of Elisha, son of Shaphat, stays on his shoulders today. So he dispatched a man from his presence. Now Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. Before the messenger arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Are you aware that this murderer has sent someone to take off my head? When the messenger comes, see that you shut the door and hold it closed against him. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? While he was still speaking with them, the king came down to him and said, This trouble is from the Lord. Why should I hope in the Lord any longer? But Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow, about this time, a measure of choice meal shall be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel, at the gate of Samaria. Then the king on whose hand the king, then the captain on whose hand the king leaned, said to the man of God, Even if the Lord were to make windows in the sky, could such a thing happen? But he said, You shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat from it. Now there were four leprous men outside the city gate, who said to one another, Why should we sit here until we die? If we say, Let us enter the city, the famine is in the city and we shall die there. But if we sit here, we shall also die. Therefore, let us desert to the Aramean camp. If they spare our lives, we shall live, 
and if they kill us, we shall but die. So they arose at twilight to go to the Aramean camp. But when they came to the edge of the Aramean camp, there was no one there at all. For the Lord had caused the Aramean army to hear the sound of chariots and of horses, the sound of a great army, so that they said to one another, The king of Israel has hired the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to fight against us. So they fled away in the twilight and abandoned their tents, their horses, their donkeys, leaving the camp just as it was, and fled for their lives. When these leprous men had come to the edge of the camp, they went into a tent, ate and drank, and carried off silver, gold, and clothing, and went and hid them. Then they came back, entered another tent, carried off things from it, and went and hid them. Then they said to one another, What are we doing? What we are doing is wrong. This is a day of good news. If we are silent and wait until the morning light, we will be found guilty. Therefore, let us go and tell the king's household. So they came and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, We went to the Aramean camp, but there was no one to be seen or heard there. Nothing but the horses tied, the donkeys tied, and the tents as they were. Then the gatekeepers called out and proclaimed it to the king's household. The king got up in the night and said to his servants, I will tell you what the Arameans have prepared against us. They know that we are starving, so they have left the camp to hide themselves in the open country, thinking when they come out of the city we shall take them alive and get into the city. One of his servants said, Let some men take five of the remaining horses, since those left here will suffer the fate of the whole multitude of Israel that have perished already. Let us send and find out. So they took two mounted men, and the king sent them after the Aramean army, saying, Go and find out. So they went out after them as far as the Jordan. The whole way was littered with garments and equipment that the Arameans had thrown away in their haste. So the messengers returned and told the king. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Arameans. So a measure of choice meal was sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now the king had appointed the captain on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. The people trampled him to death in the gate, just as the man of God had said when the king came down to him. For when the man of God had said to the king, Two measures of barley shall be sold for a shekel, and a measure of choice meal for a shekel, about the time tomorrow in the gate of Samaria, the captain had answered the man of God, Even if the Lord were to make windows in the sky, could such a thing happen? And he had answered, You shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat from it. It indeed happened to him. The people trampled him to death in the gate. So we conclude the reading of Second Kings chapters 6 and 7. I'd like to now pose some questions for reflection upon what I've just read. Number one, after reading these two, these two chapters... How has your impression of Elisha evolved? 2. 
What does the little story about Elisha making the broken axe head to float tell you about Elisha? This was in chapter 6. 3. What is the lesson we can learn today from the story where Elisha tells the king of Israel to prepare a feast for the Arameans who have come to do battle? And number four, what other lessons or questions do you have after reading these, these two chapters? I go back to question three, the lesson for where Elisha tells the king of Israel to prepare a feast for the Arameans who've come to do battle. There's a lesson in this. Sometimes uh, you can get a lot farther being kind to people than being mean. And that's essentially what happens here. Uh, I'd like to conclude us now with a prayer. Lord, grant me your vision. Help me to see what I cannot see. Help me to hear what I cannot hear. Help me to feel what I cannot feel. Show me the ways that I can draw from the wellspring of inspiration. Endow me with your spirit and fill me with your peace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is Pastor Nick Hood, Pastor and Senior Minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ, located in the heart of Detroit, the very tip-top of the Medical Center area of Detroit. And I want you to know that it is such a humbling blessing to me to know that you, with all the things you could have been doing for the past few minutes, took time out of your schedule to listen to me read from 2 Kings chapter 6 and 7. I hope it's been a blessing to you. It's certainly been a blessing to me. Even in this pandemic, God is offering blessings. And I want you to know I am praying for you. God bless and God keep you. And tomorrow, I hope you will join me in reading chapter 8 of Second Kings. What we'll hear there is uh, the Shunammite woman that Elisha meets early in his career reappears. And I think you'll find it interesting. God bless and God keep you.